Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, it's Brian No. My tag team partner today is Jeff Schwartz on Outkick the Coverage. We had a lot of fun, man. We're talking ball left and right. Irish with a big win. Brian Kelly with one of the worst jobs quoting another coach that you will ever, ever hear. But it's very, very funny. Also, we get to the NFL. Looking forward to the Cowboys and Tampa. We have a lot of fun. Check it out. Outkick the Coverage. Outkick the Coverage live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Ah, yes. Welcome into the Outkick the Coverage studios. I'll tell you what, you're going to deal with a giddy no over here, Jeff Schwartz, because I am originally from South Bend, Indiana. I almost texted you last night because we always, before we fill in, it's like, hey, what are we leading with? What are you thinking? And I almost texted you, hopefully we'll start off talking about a sterling Irish victory. And here we are. Here we are talking about the Irish. How are you doing this morning, Jeff Schwartz? I'm doing better than, than Brian Kelly's joke after the game. I'll tell you that. Oh, man. So we're, we're uh, I mean, we, we, when, when, you have to, when you have to do research on a joke that was said in the 1970s by, uh, by John McKay, I'm probably not sure that's the one you want to roll with after a week one performance. Well, you're right. Notre Dame did win the game. They were up big, but Florida State made a, made a, made a comeback. And they, look, here's the thing about college football. Um, it's very easy to score points, mostly, right? Unless you're Clemson or Georgia. I mean, it, it's scoring points happens so fast in this game that you can never, 
never think you have enough and you can never think that you've done enough to just win a game because at any point teams just score at will in college football. Uh, it's what makes it fun, right? You mean you have, you have epic comebacks, you know, Mississippi state down 20 in, uh, in, in the fourth quarter comes back and, and wins, you know, Florida state was down 18 in the third quarter makes it a game. It's just kind of just what college football is. And that's, I think why we like it. And, and we saw last night that Florida state was able to, to, um, Dude, I was impressed with Notre Dame's offense. I, I didn't think Jack Cohen uh, was going to throw for 300 yards. Yeah, and four touchdowns on top of that. And you're right. Notre Dame had a 38-20 to 20 lead, and it looked like Florida State was dead. And they put together a drive, a long touchdown drive, and they barely scored. They had a couple of penalties on the drive. Didn't look like it was going to work out. And they slowly just chipped away, chipped away, and it became this crazy game. Not the greatest execution, and we'll get to Brian Kelly's thoughts on execution here, but lots of drama, and Florida State quarterback Mackenzie Milton became the story. And this was like straight out of the Disney playbook. But this guy suffered this hideous knee injury three years ago when he was at UCF. We're talking nerve damage, artery damage. Doctors thought he wouldn't be able to walk again without experiencing severe pain. And just like Alex Smith did last year for the Washington football team, you had Mackenzie Milton fight his way back. And it was crazy, Jeff. You had the starting quarterback get his helmet knocked off. So he has to come out of the game for a play. Milton comes in, completes a pass, and Mike Norvell, the head coach, is like, screw it. Let's ride the hot head. <laughs> they kept Milton in there, and he played well, forced the game into overtime. Notre Dame just had a little bit too much. But for that guy to go through all that rehab, fight his way back on the field, that's literally, it sounds so cheesy, but that's literally the stuff movies are made out of. It was great to see that from him. It's pretty incredible what modern medicine you can you can do for people right now. Obviously, the will of, of Milton to rehab and Alex Smith and in you know, those countless others uh, is incredible. I mean, I've look, I've been hurt many times in my career. Um, rehab is exhausting. Not not even just physically exhausting, just mentally having to continue to try to to bring your A game every day because you know gains happen. Um, they happen very small. It doesn't feel like much is happening uh, a lot of times in rehab, and it's just mentally exhausting. And so, um, you know, just to, to overcome that and even get in a place where you can play in a football game is impressive. And then, let alone play well in the football game, is even more impressive, right? So, um, that's a great story. Uh, it's awesome when players are able to to overcome the odds to get back on the field. And then he played well, right? It's not just it's not just enough to 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 be on the field. Um, I mean, it is enough in his situation, but then he played really well afterwards. So that was um, uh, great to see for him. And look for Mike Norvell, second year at Florida State. You know, defensively, there were question marks heading in the season. I'm not sure any were answered last night, but we know he can he can drop an offense. His offenses were great at Memphis, and it was good to see uh, the offense play well last night. So, you know, they have a chance. They'll have a chance in a lot of games this year because of that. Yeah, and you get all the second guessing. You know, you got into overtime, and it sounds crazy, but um, there was it looked to be a fumble, right? Um, and so the Florida State was kicking a 50-yard field goal. They had the possession at first in overtime. Yeah. So they're dead even, right? And so Florida State goes on, all right, let's kick a 50-yarder. They, they call timeout right before the kick to review the play. 
So the Florida State kicker boots it in from 50 yards. Now, it's a free kick. They whistled it dead and all that. So they review the play. It turns out it's an incomplete pass. So Florida State gets a lot closer. They get 13 yards closer. <laughs> the kicker misses it. Yeah. So I'm sure some people are second-guessing Mike Norvell. That was the right call. That was the right call to challenge it. If you want to second-guess something, second-guess midway through the third quarter when they go for it on fourth and two at their own 33. Don't get it. Notre Dame scores a touchdown and starts to build their lead. That earlier play is something you second guess. I don't second guess him challenging an incomplete pass and getting a lot closer for a more makeable field goal. It's it's just crazy how it worked out, but he shouldn't get criticized for that. No, he shouldn't. Um, And look, the, the, the fourth down thing is pretty interesting because... You know, a lot of teams are just are just going for it. I mean, like there's not there's really sometimes it doesn't feel like a rhyme or reason. To, you know, fourth and two to thirty. I was watching a bunch of games this weekend where you know, they're like, all right, well, let's just do it. I mean, you know, because again, like I just <laughs> I think scoring is is so easy for the most part. All right, obviously outside of of again yeah, the one game this weekend, or really two games, right? I mean, uh, Wisconsin, Penn State, and and Clemson, Georgia. It's just if you if you miss on on fourth and and two, guess what? You have a fourth and two again four minutes later, right? Like it it just seems like it's worth it to to go for it and and be aggressive and continue to to push your team forward. And in that case, it did, it didn't work obviously, but I'm not sure that was the difference in the game. I mean, it was it went to overtime. Here's the thing about it though, and you know this as a, as a football fan, overtime tends to tends to to help the favorite, right? If the underdog is has made it that far in overtime it, it's just hard to continue to to keep that going right it, it, i think underdogs would much rather prefer to win in regulation than win in overtime because then we then overtime is more controlled right everyone starts at the same at the same spot um you you know you kind of are in the same situation and, and then that favors the the better team yeah, yeah, typically that's the way it works out. I'm Brian No, He's Jeff Schwartz here on Outkick, the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Now, we've been uh, teasing this thing. we got to get to it with, with Brian Kelly. The joke that just fell flat. This is the Notre Dame head coach trying to quote John McKay, the old Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach from the mid-70s. Uh, this was uh, Brian Kelly after the game. I'm in favor of uh, execution. Maybe, maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. <laughs> Okay. Uh, All right. So not the greatest quoting right there by Brian Kelly. And this was the explanation when he was asked about it by reporters following the game. Why it was taken serious. Are you people crazy? I'm sure. Not everyone knows us like, knows you like we do, Brian. Oh, it's a John McKay quote (laughs) that he used after a game. I was stealing one of his old quotes and being funny. I guess nobody likes to be funny anymore. So, yeah, if you want to, you know, take me to town on that, please do. Okay, so the quote he was trying to go with, McKay was asked about his team's execution, and he replied, I'm in favor of it, which is hilarious. Somehow that turned into maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. So he screwed it up. Not the end of the world, but for him to be like, it's a John McKay quote. It's like, BK, if you got the quote right, it's not a big deal. You screwed it up royally. That's all. Also, 
you know, we know this that you know, the the best comedians always have to explain their jokes to everyone. That's that's always <laughs> that's, that's always how they work. I mean, you know, the 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 best of them when I'm listening, to them, I'm like, can you explain that to me, please? I yeah, really, yeah. If you have to explain a joke, Brian, it ain't, it ain't funny. So, um, I, I mean, he's not going to no one's going to get in trouble for this. Um, but definitely, definitely not not the way to go. Um, after you win a game like that, after watching that, uh, do you think? What do you think of Notre Dame? Are they a playoff contender? Could they make noise if they get there? Where are you at with so, the Irish? So, uh, I mean, yes and no, right? I mean, they can make the playoff, but the, no one's – here's the thing. Yeah. There is such a wide gap right now between what Alabama's doing and everyone else is doing. It's crazy. And it's and – I, and I used to hate it. I used to be like, you know what? Screw the SEC. Screw Alabama. Um, and I've really come to appreciate it because it is – what Nick Saban is doing in Alabama – is really hard to do. I understand that people will say they get all the five stars and you're, you're right. They do. They recruit their butts off. But for me, it's more about the coaching turnover and the continued drive for success, right? We know that, that it's hard to win in sports. Okay. If you look at, just look at LSU. I mean, two years ago, they couldn't yeah. be beaten. And last, and, and they went Saturday, got pushed around by the powder blue of the Bruins. And, and I'm very happy for that. We can get in that at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, look at all the, look at Florida State with the, you know, the one year they won with Jimbo or Auburn, you know, with, with, with Cam. I mean, there's a lot of teams that have kind of had this, this one hit wonder, right? Alabama has definitely not been a one hit wonder under Saban. So the motivation to keep continuing to win when you stack up those, even, even the players that are there to continue to win and stack it's very hard to continue to be motivated at that level. And so it's very impressive to see them continuing to play well and execute at a high level. They, they also turn over offensive coordinators like every season, right? It's now Bill yeah. O'Brien's turn to run it. You know, they, they turned over uh, defensive coordinators and to continue to play at this high level. And part of it is, is that, you know, a guy like Bryce Young, the quarterback who has sat for a year, he's waited his turn. He wants to win a, cha- he wants to win a championship too, right? So they continue to be motivated to play really well. And dude, they can't, and I thought they would smoke Miami. It was one of my favorite bets of the week. They came out and smoked Miami. And Miami's yeah. not bad. Uh, I don't know how good they are, but it looked like, it looked like a man among boys, man. They smoked Miami. And, um, you watch Georgia Clemson play. Who, you didn't score enough points against Alabama. I don't I care know. how good your defensive line is. Alabama's offensive line is the best in the country right now. It'll continue to be the best in the country. They have a, the first pick overall, first offensive lineman drafted will be on their team, their left tackle. Like they, they're, it's, it's, I've gotten to the point where I'm so supremely impressed by their ability to continue to dominate teams. I, one of my my favorite moments of the weekend was Miami. They're down twenty seven to nothing against Alabama. They get a turnover, so they bust out the turnover chain, and it's blinged out even more. It's, it's beautiful. And then the play was reviewed, and then it was Alabama that recovered the fumble. And it's like, oh gosh, into the box goes the turnover chain. It's, it was a double whammy. You're celebrating down twenty seven nothing, and then it got overturned, and you're celebrating for nothing. It was hilarious. But yeah, we will get to that moment. Too. The Grand Canyon size divide between Alabama and everybody else. It was one of the quotes of the weekend. You're either elite or you're not. We'll talk about who said it and how it does apply to the college football landscape. I'm Brian No, he's Jeff Schwartz. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. This this is Outkick the Coverage. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their bridgestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be I'm Brian though. He's Jeff Schwartz. Welcome back to the Outkick the Coverage Studios here on Fox Sports Radio. 
You know, our guy Roberto is with us this morning, Jeff. I don't know if you wanted to, you know, wish him a happy Monday and remind him that your Giants beat his Dodgers last night. I don't know if you want to do anything like that. Uh, the Giants Labor Day. have secured a winning record this season against the Dodgers. So now a tiebreaker <laughs> between those, yeah. you know, a tiebreaker between those two teams uh, if they come uh, down the stretch and are tied. Which I think it might actually Giants. come down to it. I think and it might come down to it. That's very important considering, obviously, what's happening in, in the NL West. Um, the Giants won a bullpen game last night, which was in few as a fan to see them use five relievers in three innings, but they settled down. They won the game. Obviously, it's never a Giants game unless it's close at the end, and they made it close. And um, look, I I still keep waiting for this to be over because I don't know how the Giants. I mean, their pitching staff right now is just a wreck. Like they they don't have an ace. Gosman has not been terribly good after the break. Um, like, I don't even know if they had a one game who they throw. I think they would throw Logan Webb. Yeah, I they would have, to, would have to be Logan. Well, that's the, he's been their best pitcher. Like Logan far. Webb, I guess. Yeah. Is there? I mean, can you, like it, this is the <laughs> thing about about why I think it's important for the Giants to obviously win the West and not play in the play. The Dodgers are set up well to play in a playing game, right? They have. It, Pick a pitcher. They would, I mean, obviously Scherzer would be the would be the best bet. Or Bue- I mean, even Bueller. Well, Dave Roberts can always screw that up, though. So, well, yeah, that's also true. But Dave, you know, Dave is not <laughs> making any of those roster decisions. Someone upstairs that's is, true. Is, is calling them, and then you, know, you end up having nine guys that can hit a home run at any time. I mean, we. So I, I just, it's incredible. I, I keep waiting for the Giants to screw this up and. Just have it, and they're. I mean, they're rotating. They have, Darren Ruff is batting leadoff half the time now. I mean, it's incredible. I, that tells Wade you all you need Jr. to know. Right? Like, even the Giants fans are saying, I I don't even believe this. You know? Normally, fans of a team are like, I knew it. I knew it the whole time. But yeah, I still wait for them to not fall apart, but at least dip to second place. They won't do it. And. I have an NL West ticket for the Giants. I do it every year at, at plus 5,500. Um, it's a $5 wager. I bet $5 for the Giants <laughs> to win the NL West at plus 5,500. So I, I make a little bit of coin if we, uh, if we end up doing it. So I, I'm – look, we'll see how it goes, obviously, down the stretch. Uh, we've got Colorado. We have a lot of Padres games left. How about, how, about you, uh, how about you hedge and bet on the Dodgers? What do you think about that, Jeff? Uh, it's five dollars. Um, <laughs> I, I, my, my, unfortunately, my salary in my uh, previous career is on the internet. So I'm hopeful that you can understand. I would, I can afford the, the five dollars yeah. here. Um, but yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm fine. Um, I, maybe Good we can that. hedge at some point uh, later in the year down the stretch. But we have a lot of games against the Padres, and, and those games typically are like three to two. So plus um, fifty five hundred. Good yeah. lord, like that's yeah. amazing. I mean, if I it's I'm only going to win two fifty because I bet five dollars. But um, it would be if I bet you know a hundred dollars would be even better. But I just yeah. <laughs> I'm not putting a hundred dollars on the Giants. They're supposed to win seventy five games this year. That's amazing. Now Kirby Smart is the head coach at Georgia, and he said after Georgia beat. Clemson, you're either elite or you're not. What a quote right there. I love that. The only problem is, like you mentioned earlier in the show, Georgia had no offense whatsoever. So I love their defense. They were flying around seven sacks on the night, a pick six by Christopher Smith, the safety. It was a defensive gem. Just the chef's kiss. It was beautiful, but no offense whatsoever. You got to score points to take down Bama. I I will say that um, I am surprised at how much Georgia's talking after this game, right? One of their running backs put on Instagram a post of like, 
we don't play with, with kids right. around here. I, and I thought, and I, so I was like, okay, oh, wow. Did I, did I miss a 200-yard rusher in this game? And he got 74 yards on the ground. Like, what are, you, what are we doing, guys? Yeah. You want a game 10-3. to 3. It wasn't like you blew them out. I mean, good. I get Georgia hasn't had wins like this in a while. So good for Georgia. And, and their defense Their defense should be the ones talking. They played outstanding, right? They, they, they harassed DJ all game. I mean, they ended up with eight sacks and obviously a bunch of pressures as well. Um, but Georgia, man, they are. They are talking. Talking like they're going to win the championship this year, and look, I mean, you have obviously a chance to run through an SEC schedule and make it happen. But offensively, you have to be better, right? I mean, you're not you're not beating Alabama with ten points. Yeah, it was the fewest points scored by a Dabo Sweeney coached Clemson team. So that you said it perfectly. If anyone should talk, it should be the defensive players, not a running back that says, "If I want to play with kids, I'll have some of my own" or something to that effect. And it's like you guys scored three points offensively, the same as Clemson. Like the yeah. difference was the pick six yeah. that swung it there. And and that was a really good job by Georgia's defense on the pick six. They kind of baited uh, with pressure. So a lot of times when when you when there's pressure from one side, the idea for the quarterback is you throw behind the pressure, right? Because the defense is, might be late rotating. So if, if there were two guys coming from from DJ's right side, and so he just stared down the inside wide receiver, and that defensive back was sitting right there and boom picked it off and, and back to the house so um look it's a big win for georgia um and look I, there's a lot of of overall big pictures and we can maybe get to, to my conference out west but the acc mm-hmm. man i uh, clemson right clemson lost north carolina is supposed to be a playoff contender yeah. they, they didn't look like it florida state now in a very close game yeah. lost as well uh to miami to gets miami got crushed. blown out yeah. you know, we talk a lot about and people uh, rightfully look the pac-12 deserves some of it but um we didn't play very well this weekend uh but the acc <laughs> is not looking strong if Clemson's is not going to be your your top dog and i still think that Clemson will be good but they just ran into a tough defense yeah and let me just say real fast i don't know what it is A lot of quarterbacks get the benefit of the doubt when they throw a pick on a slant route. And I don't know why that's the case. Who gave that? I don't think anyone gave DJ the benefit of the doubt. It was it was you stared down as wide receiver. Yeah, that was a great play by Christopher Smith. But I mean, that's on DJ. I just go back to I flash back to yeah. I go back to the Super Bowl when Marshawn Lynch is right there, Seahawks on the one, and they go with the pass play, which was a bad call, granted. But no, all the no, all, no, no, I, no, I, I'm just do, saying no, we're not doing it's a, this. It's we're a not, great play, great play by Malcolm Butler. This. It was no, all no. Daryl Bevel. That's a no. hideous decision by Russell Wilson. Never got any okay. heat. No heat. Okay. Well, okay. Let's go back for a second. This is a topic of mine that I love talking about because I wrote about this. And okay. you, could, you could find it, Jeff Schwartz. Search Jeff Schwartz, SB Nation. Where I was is it time. in your Twitter bio? No, it's not. But you it can, should yeah, be? It should be. You can go find I'm telling you, I wrote, I wrote about it because this is like, it's mind-numbing how people talk about this. Okay. Okay. Seattle had to throw the ball, right? They were out leverage up front. They would have been tackled for a loss. They didn't have enough blockers, okay? That's fine. I don't care I'm fine with throwing did. it. No problem. The, the problem was they chose like the popular route concept that year that everyone was doing, which that pick play, right? And so it wasn't even that, that Russell Wilson should have thrown the ball. That was just a bad play call, right? That was where the ball's supposed to go. It was executed a little poorly, and they threw the ball to where everyone knew it was going on that play. There were other options. They should just throw a different pass concept. Um, I'm not sure, again, Wilson's that, that's where the ball's supposed to go. So he was executing the, the play as designed. I just would have done something that, wasn't popular that year. Like everyone knew that season and really subsequent seasons that in that formation, the pick play is coming. And so Malcolm Butler did a great job. 
Russell Wilson, I mean, I guess where, I, there was no one else was open. That's where the ball's supposed to go. And I think <laughs> Butler did a great job. I, I just I I love talking about this because I, I go the other way. I have no problem with the, there being a pass called, but like in that situation, if your guy is covered, you don't throw it. One, you're Russell Wilson. You use your legs. You extend the play. Try to do something. He running wasn't the really ball. covered though. That's a point. Like Butler, he's right on him. He's like all over him. Night. No, see, like, see, like, okay, like last, like, would you, would you say the Georgia defensive back was all over the Clemson uh, slot, slot receiver? Not the same way. He baited DJ. He was a lot more sly and think, about and it. And Butler yeah. and Butler baited Wilson. Like, I, I think that when when Wilson threw the ball, Butler was still behind, right? And he came through the wide receiver. And there's, mm-hmm. I mean, look, there's, we could we could debate. I mean. I think Paul Richardson <laughs> should have done a better job of, of kind of playing to the ball, right? I mean, there's a lot of yeah. things that could have been different um, in on that play. Um, but yeah, quarterbacks, especially if we like them, we'll get the benefit of the doubt. I mean, that's <laughs> I just, it, it's, I'm not saying that they, they don't. Um, and Wilson's one of those guys, right? Wilson is not very good sometimes in the pocket um, as far as his pocket presence and what he does, but he gets kind of a pass from that. Um, and, you know, this is an interesting year for, for Seattle. Uh, they, they have a very tough division and with the Rams now being much improved. So there's a lot, uh, you know, that, that, that division will be fun to watch. You know, Jeff, there's one team I want to stop hearing about in college football. That would be the Oklahoma Sooners because this year, number two team in the country and this year, a lot like other years, look out for Oklahoma. Their defense is legit this year. They barely survived at home against Tulane, 40-35. to 35. And Tulane on 4th and 13 almost picked up the first down. Quarterback ran for about 12 and a half yards and was a little bit short. If he picked up that first down, we might be talking about Oklahoma losing that game. I don't want to hear... Anything more about the Fool's Gold Sooners? This is not an overreaction after week one. This is more of the same. They're trumpeted. Oh, they might take down Bama. They might get blown out by three touchdowns instead of five this year. That's it. They're not close to beating Alabama. Stop it. No, they're, they're not. Um, and look, defensively, they continue to have... Just you know, not not the personnel or not you know not. I don't think it's a coaching problem. It's just kind of a personnel issue. Um, they just don't they just don't have those guys, and it's it's hard to close out games sometimes. But look, it's very clear they shut it down. I mean, they were up huge in that game, right? And they just mentally kind of shut it down. And it is it's hard to kind of get it back going once you have have kind of shut things down. So um, it's uh, it's difficult in that situation. But yes, they're, defensively, they have no chance and they continue to have no chance. Um, look, we 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 want parity in sports and there's just none in college football right now. And it can still be a fun season. I, I you know, my Oregon Ducks had a struggle to go to Ohio State. I'm looking forward to watching that game. On Saturday, but you know, but realistically, like, we're not winning a championship this year. It just is what it is, and and we've gotten to a point in college football that I think is not is not that great. Which is this: is the only success for your team can be a, a playoff appearance? I think is is BS, right? Yeah. Not every team is good enough to make a playoff. Not every team is good enough to even win a conference. We have to be. We have to be. Um, realistic with expectations for our favorite teams and yes Oklahoma's hopeful that they can make a playoff but again guys what have you shown so far that has you thinking you can ha- you can play defense and there's nothing that has been done under Lincoln Riley where you say hey that defense is good enough to help us win a championship so yes maybe you'll be a playoff team maybe not Iowa State's really good and you're you know they, they struggled uh, this past weekend they have Iowa this week so we'll see how they do um, you know obviously Texas looked pretty good I thought for Sark's debut um, but you, you, yeah you you might win the the 
the the conference, but you're not good enough to win a championship. It's just okay, and that's okay. It's okay to be that. It's that's perfectly fine, right? And I think that we've got a point where it's like playoff championship bust or bust. Like th- that, those are the only options. It's tough because I hear you, but it goes against everything that we've known, right? It's we've been no moral victories. Second place is the first loser. It's different in college football than March Madness. It's celebrated where you get to the final four in March Madness way more than in college football. And if you go there in like Ohio State, they got crushed by Alabama. It's hard to walk away from the championship game like, man, we still had a successful season. It's like you got your teeth well, kicked in. Yeah, I mean, but I think, again, not every situation is, is the same, right? If you're Ohio State in that spot, if you're in the title game, I think you would expect, especially if you're Ohio State who's won championships, you'd expect to win that game, right? I mean, that's a little different than Oklahoma who has yet to win a playoff game. I mean, like, what if, and, you know, we we see, okay, you know, you struggle on defense. Week one, struggle on defense again. I mean, yes, you can be better as the season goes on. I get that. But how inspiring is that defense to, you know, like it just, it, it doesn't feel, like it doesn't feel inspiring. Like you, you, you can't feel any any different than, than we do right now about them after week one. Now, am I wrong about this or is this some Notre Dame homerism? I feel like Notre Dame gets the bad rap if they get blown out in a playoff game, it's like, oh my gosh, here we go again. Why is Notre Dame in this thing? We knew it was going to happen. Oklahoma's gotten dusted numerous times. I don't feel like their reputation is as yeah. bad. No, and I'm with you there. Like I have, I have, especially last year, argued like who who was better than Notre Dame to play Alabama? Tell me, tell me who was better. Like who who would have put who would have had a better game? And like, <laughs> you know, we we say, oh, Notre Dame should have been in. All right, give me the alternative. Give me the who who was a better option to play Alabama last year? And the answer is always I don't have it. No one has the answer. I'm with you. They get, it. but I think they've also just kind of stunk in all these games for a long time now, <laughs> and so people are over <laughs> seeing Notre Dame. I, here's the thing about it. I I really it's interesting. So you know people are over kind of the same teams playing in college football, and look at the 12 team playoff. I guess will help that, but we'll have the same champion. But there is such a disparity right now in college football. A 12-team playoff doesn't fix any of that, right? I mean, it just adds more teams into a playoff, but doesn't make Alabama worse or Clemson worse or Ohio State worse or even Oklahoma worse. It just adds more teams to the mix. I mean, Cincinnati, okay, yes, they had a great season last year. They would lose by 35 to Alabama. Like, it wouldn't even be close if Alabama's playing to their full potential. I get you, everyone wants to see that game and get, you know, give the little dog a chance because in 2008, Utah beat Alabama. I mean, yeah, okay. Utah had Alex Smith at quarterback, right? Like, they had the number one pick overall. They weren't a, they had Eric Weddle at safety. Like, they had some NFL talent on that team, right? Um, I, I, it's just, it, it's silly that, that, People, I guess, believe it'll be different than it has been for a long time. I, maybe I'm just because I'm just a, I'm not an optimist all the time. They're realist. Like it just is. That's what college football is right now. And, and I get why it's, it cannot be fun for people to always think about the same three teams winning it. But I'm an Oregon fan. I, I hope we get there. I'm hopeful that we get there at some point. I don't look at it as a oh my god. I'm not going to enjoy Oregon football this year because Alabama's really good. I'm going to yeah. enjoy Oregon football. And I hope at some point we can build to be good enough to, to take to take down Alabama. No doubt. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. It's just funny where anything that you heard throughout this entire weekend applied to some teams that got out of the gate slowly, where it's week one. It's not easy to hit the ground running if you're Clemson and you're playing a tough opponent. You know, it's it's not the easiest thing. And then you look at Bama. 
Right, and then you look at Bama. Everything traces back to Bama. Well, Oklahoma, they stumbled a little bit, but it's early. Don't write them off. And then there's Bama winning 44-13. to Anything you said to try to give a little grace to one of these other teams, it just it doesn't apply to Bama. They're a machine. They're a juggernaut over there. And I give them credit because it's so difficult to live up to those expectations. It's championship or bust every single year. And sometimes that can be suffocating. It doesn't even bother them. It's like they're impervious to feeling the pressure I, of high I, expectations. I, I think, I, again, I, I go back to what I said early on. When you have players that are waiting their turn to be, to be that guy, sure. right? Bryce yeah. Young, for example. Then I think that it is, um, you are, you're so motivated to get your own championship, right? Um, and you come in and you're like, I want to be the first pick overall and I want to win a championship. And so you wait your turn for that moment. And when you get that moment, you're ready to go. And that's what I tell you about motivation, right? Is that it's, it's impressive that Alabama, especially at the top or saving the coaching staff, continue to have the, the, the motivation. But, but I'll tell you again, the turnover at coordinator and position coaches, like Bill O'Brien right now, who's the, who's the OC, he has a reputation to rebuild, right? Sark had a reputation to rebuild. And so they want to be the best version they can be to become a head coach again. It worked for Sark, right? He came out and he was, he was a uh, Texas and Texas again looked pretty good for the first game. They, they played a, a wiry opponent, right? In, in, in Louisiana. Bill O'Brien wants to be a head coach again, right? He was good at Penn State. He was not, I actually think as a head coach, he wasn't bad in, in Houston, just a terrible general manager. So he wants to become a head coach. So he is motivation to show the best he can. Bryce Young, again, the quarterback, has motivation to be the best he can be, to win a championship, and be drafted number one overall. Anyone else who comes in, you know, new running back, new wide receiver, new a new offensive line, new linebackers, new, they're all the same motivation. I want to get my own championship, and I want to be drafted in the NFL. And when you continue to have those those that mindset, you're going to continue to be good. There's no, you know, you're not stagnant because of, of, of past performances because those guys are gone. They're all gone. Now it's your turn as a young player to win that championship. Okay, we got a lot to do this morning, Jeff. I swear, as I look at my notes, the Pac-12 is in my notes. You know? I mean, it what, might be what, the final hope, five I mean, minutes of the is, show. What, I'm not sure. I don't even know what the notes could be. That I mean, how I mean, UCLA, I guess, is the only note, the only positive. Brian Finley's probably pumped as Bruins took it oh, to, uh, to the man. Tigers. He is beyond pumped. Pumped isn't even the word. I don't know what he He's giddy over there. But coming up next, it's the wild card of the entire football season as it relates to college and also the pros. We'll talk about it. I'm Brian No, He's Jeff Schwartz. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Brian No, He's Jeff Schwartz. Welcome back to the Outkick, the coverage studios here on Fox Sports Radio. 
So it's the wild card of the entire football season, Jeff, and that is COVID. We've got Zach Martin, stud offensive lineman for the Dallas Cowboys. He is vaccinated, but he contracted COVID. He's not going to be cleared to play for at least five days, so he's going to miss the season opener. That's a huge loss for the Cowboys as they take on Tampa and Tampa's number one ranked rush defense. And you also have Lane Kiffin. He's going to miss the game tonight as Ole Miss uh, there on the field against Louisville. And uh, I, I just, for vaccinated players, for unvaccinated players, especially because the timeline is longer to get back, you might be knocked out for two games if you test a positive late in the week. I, I think this is the, the ultimate wild card for both college football and the NFL to see how this shakes out and how teams are affected by it. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's a wild card, if it's actually a thing that's that's happening, right? Like, it, 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 it's going to happen, and you you know you, you obviously hope that uh, you know that for Zach Barney he gets back in, in the five day you know time frame that or whatever it is for for, for vaccinated players. But yeah, it's going to be it's going to be uh, a huge problem, and you know you you hope that um, you know, it doesn't affect your team. And look, Zach Martin is, is a future Hall of Famer. He's fabulous. I mean, Zeke, even Zeke said like a lot of our runs are around Zach Martz is definitely going to hurt them. Um, but it's going to hurt teams with unvaccinated quarterbacks at a far higher rate, in my opinion, oh, right? I mean, Zach yeah. Martin had to test positive to miss a game. If you are a vaccinated player and you have a close contact, uh, you don't have to quarantine, right? And, and we know that unvaccinated players have a five-day quarantine on, you know, like anytime they're near a, 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 a someone who has tested positive. So um, it's... It's going to be, you know, if you're the Colts, right, your quarterback, Carson Wentz, your defensive captain, Darius Leonard, both not vaccinated. I mean, they're going to miss time this year. It's that simple. And um, it, it, and again, it's, it's unpredictable when, when that's going to be. And, and you're exactly right. It's going to hurt a team even worse than the Cowboys at some point. It's not, not good for the Cowboys, but they'll be okay if Dak is able to play. Um, but it's going to hurt someone at the quarterback position. It's going to really be detrimental to them. Yeah, I mean, like with the wild card, it's definitely happening. It already is. So that's not a question of whether it does or doesn't happen. It's just when. Like, just think of, I'm looking at the Vikings schedule. Week eight, they play the Cowboys on Sunday night football. And so let's say Kirk Cousins plays great. It's a win for the Vikings. They got all this momentum. And then on Thursday, leading up to the game against the Ravens, You've got Kirk Cousin contracting COVID, and oh, by the way, he's out the next week against the Chargers. It's like, whoa, holy! Like, it's just not normal. Where we just saw this guy play on Sunday, he finished the game, he was healthy, and then on Friday he contracts COVID and he's gone for two weeks if he's unvaccinated. That's where I say it's a wild card. You just don't know when it's going to strike oh, and how correct. you're going to be affected by it. <clears throat> correct. Look, the unvaccinated players in the NFL are testing positive seven times more than vaccinated players, right? So, um, you know, there there's ways to help them. And, and look, we see that look, Tampa Bay, right? Uh, they have a fully vaccinated team, right? They're committed uh, mm-hmm. to winning. And I get it. It's people's choice to get vaccinated or not. But, but there is no denying that teams that are in the hunt uh, I think have a higher vaccination rate than those who are not. I mean, like Tampa Bay understands. And look, there's, there's players on that team I know that were hesitant to take the vaccine, but that decided to because it's better for their team, right? It's better to help their team out. They want to be a team player here. And it's, you know, Tampa Bay is all in. I mean, they, we talked about Bama this morning, right? I mean, Tampa Bay feels like they're in the same boat, right? I mean, they are all in on 
on um, on on winning a championship again. Mm-hmm. No, they're right there. And we mentioned Lane Kiffin, head coach at Ole Miss. He contracted COVID. He's vaccinated, as the entire team is. Talking players, coaches, staff members, everybody's vaccinated. And so Lane Kiffin, he addressed this on ESPN's College Game Day because there are people that are like, well, well, what's the point of getting vaccinated if you've got COVID? Here's Lane Kiffin. The great thing is, you know, because I know some people say, well, you 100% vaccinated. Well, had we not been, you know, we'd have a lot of close, close contacts shut down and not playing in this game, including our quarterback. Obviously, I'm near him all day long. Yeah, I just, I, I mean, if we're just keeping this just with a football thing, it's the way the rules are set up. Matt Corral, who's a stud quarterback, he wouldn't be playing tonight for Ole Miss. So it's obviously an advantage, although it doesn't mean if you get vaccinated, there's no chance you contract COVID. I don't know why some people are banging that drum of like, hey, you contracted COVID. Why even get vaccinated? Because for, for many reasons, right? Look, the rules are set up for a quicker return is one of the reasons. Look, it's, it's simple, man. The people that argue that just are going to argue anything. It's that yeah, simple. Like they, yeah. they don't. They don't want to understand. They don't. It's, yeah. it's, there's no point in even arguing. I, I just. I'm done with that. You're I, right. They, they, yeah. just, they just don't. They just don't want to. They just don't want to. You know, <laughs> they don't want to be right about it. Let me ask you this: If you're currently in the NFL and uh, one of your big time players isn't vaccinated and he contracts COVID and he's out for two weeks. How are you, how, what are you thinking? Uh, you, because there's a lot like publicly here. Well, it's, it's choice. And blah, blah. It, if that's the scenario, what's going through your mind? Okay. So l- l- let's talk about the Vikings quickly. So let's say cousins misses two weeks. He's not vaccinated. Yep. And those two weeks, the Vikings lose. And that cost uh, that cost Mike Zimmer his job. Yeah. And now a new coach comes in and the new coach doesn't like you. Right. As a player, I mean, which is the way it kind of always works. Um and you know, and then you, and then you're, and then you're, uh, you know, you're out um, of the team, and you get cut. I mean, that, that's you know, again, it's it, it's it's far fetched ish, but it can happen. Sure, yeah, they'd be pretty pissed, yeah, if, if that were the case. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. right, like you know, it's a domino effect, right? I mean, it's hard to say that's exactly going to happen, but yeah, yeah, people will be pissed. Oh yeah. I, really, this could wreck someone's season. It really could, because we talk about coaches losing the rock, locker room. Players can lose the locker room also. And I really think that, like Mike Zimmer, for example, he understands this. Like he understands that that they they have to they have to need cousins to play to keep his job. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's just it's gonna be fascinating to see how it plays out because it's one thing for a player to contract COVID in the preseason, and it's like, well, it's his choice. It becomes real when it's week fifteen and someone's out for two weeks, and your playoff lives are at stake. Correct. That's when it becomes real, and those sound bites gonna be really, really interesting. All right, we're gonna get to some gambling prop bets in the second hour. Also, the true test is if you can succeed while dealing with this. Oh, oh, oh. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.